I just love this time of year. If there's an opposite of a Grinch, that would be me. I'm annoyingly into Christmas. There's nothing about it I don't like. Cards, food, parties, decorations, I love it all. But there's one thing that makes this time of year incredibly special. One thing that I could not do without at Christmas time, and that's Christmas music. Am I right? That's right. That's why there will be twice as many people here next week as this week because of Christmas music. And I love it all. Secular, sacred, old, new. I love it all. And I'm not alone. Apparently, a lot of people create special playlists for Christmas. Is that true? Has some of you done that? I only have one. It's from 2006, and it's instrumental music that I can actually blast in my office while I'm working. So come by and hear it. Um, it's going every day now. But other people put together playlists all the time. And in fact, Google Music has put out its list for 2023 of the 10 most popular songs from their platform that are ending up in people's playlists. So I thought we'd have a little fun and see if you could guess the top three songs on that list. We're going to begin with a song from 1964. It's been in the top 10 for decades. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right, 1964. Look at this handsome Andy Williams. It's still the most popular version of the song. Coming in at number two, recorded by a 12-year-old in 1958. Twelve-year-old Brenda Lee. And would you believe that this year, 2026, at 78, she re-recorded it and it made the top 10 pop list just two weeks ago. Incredible. That's a 12-year-old. That's hard to believe. But then there is number one. Coming in at number one for decades and decades, it always is in the first one or two. This song from 1994. Make my wish come Yes, that's Mariah Carey, and yes, this is the only picture we could find of her that's appropriate for church. <laughs> now, even the grumpiest of you is now smiling, and you're smiling because of this music, right? It's nostalgic, it's upbeat, it has romance, it has warmth, and for each of us, this music conjures up special moments, special people, special places. 
A professional musician, Harvey Reed, who has played Christmas music for audiences most of his life, describes it this way. I've always felt that performing music for people is a kind of brain surgery, where if you're good, if you have a steady hand and a pure heart, they will let you go inside them. Music can introduce feelings and ideas and evoke memories if we do things right. And we can connect people with something ancient and valuable. You can't see the emotional machinery inside people's heads and hearts, but its presence is strongest as Christmas approaches. Connecting people with things ancient and valuable. Now that's tricky business to have just the right song to sing in just the right way and at just the right time. This Advent, we've been exploring how a weary world rejoices. And as the weeks go on, I can't help but think, our world, it's really weary, isn't it? And our world needs to rejoice, right? But if I'm honest, the truth, I'm weary, and I need to rejoice. Maybe it's my age, or my addiction to world news outlets, or it's the hours I spend with people in pain or in need. But like many of you, I grow weary. And like you and the rest of the world, I need to rejoice. Well, thanks be to God, there is a playlist for that. A playlist for Advent that can help us learn to rejoice. If you've been celebrating Advent with us here at WHPC, you know that we have been traveling slowly through the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke. These are those stories all before the birth of Jesus Christ. We've met an old couple, Elizabeth and Zechariah, and watched them rejoice at the surprising news of a senior citizen pregnancy. We've listened to Angel Gabriel have a conversation with a young girl named Mary and witnessed rejoicing as she and her cousin Elizabeth connected during their pregnancy. But now, now we turn to Luke's Advent playlist, to the songs in the first chapter of Luke that the church has always relied upon in a weary world. Songs that connect us with what is ancient and valuable, the hope, the joy, and the peace that can only come from God. The songs here in this first chapter of Luke teach us to rejoice, and they teach us to wait for the coming day of light. Coming in at number one on this Advent playlist would be Mary's song called The Magnificat. You can read it in Luke 1, verses 46 through 55, and I believe Emily will speak to it next week. But coming in at number two is a song sung by old Zechariah. The church has always called it the Benedictus. And this morning, let's hear this ancient song and allow it to instruct our weary and waiting souls. But first, let us pray. Loving and merciful God, we come to you weary and distracted. Quiet us 
quiet us and sing your song of mercy and hope loud enough for our hearts to hear. Guide us with your word. Amen. First, a little reminder. It's been nine months since the old priest Zechariah went into the temple and got that message from Gabriel that he and his wife were going to have a child. The child would be named John. John would be the one to prepare the way for the Messiah. And you might also remember that in that encounter, uh, Zechariah was a little skeptical. So skeptical, in fact, that Gabriel told him, you did not believe my words, so you will be mute, unable to speak until these things occur. And remember, old Zechariah left the temple that day unable to speak. Fast forward nine months, Elizabeth has given birth to her son, and on the eighth day at his circumcision, a dispute arises over the child's name. They were going to name the child Zechariah Jr., after his father. And Elizabeth said, his name is John. And Zechariah wrote on a tablet, he is called John. At that very moment, Zechariah's mouth was opened and he began to rejoice. And this is his song. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his child David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us, that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God. The dawn from on high will break upon us to shine upon all who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow. Zechariah's nine-month time out created something new in the old priest's soul. It connected him with what was ancient and valuable and true because for nine months he was quiet and he listened. He listened to Elizabeth. He listened to his friends, to people on the street. He listened to the hopes and the fears of those around him, to the dreams that God had placed in his own heart. He pondered, he meditated, he wondered, he prayed. And in this silence, God prepared Zechariah for the journey ahead. God prepared Zechariah to rejoice for a weary world. Friends, this is a lesson for the weary, for those busy doing and speaking and making it happen. Advent is given to us for listening, 
for silence. Only then can we truly hear the hopes and fears of those around us, of our broken world, and only then will we be ready to sing God's song into this broken world. I challenge you and I challenge myself to fewer words and intentional listening. Listen to those around you. Listen to your own heart. Listen to God. The famous preacher, hymn writer, Philip Brooks said it best in his 150-year-old Christmas carol, A Little Town of Bethlehem, when he wrote, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming. But in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. So Zechariah was quiet. He listened. And he was able to sing a great song of joy for his weary world at the end of those nine months. But if you listen to his song, and if you know your Hebrew scripture, something else is going on here as well. You see, Zechariah had his own playlist that prepared him to rejoice. He clearly spent time pondering scripture. He clearly spent time being reminded of God's promises. Zechariah's joyful prophecy about God's people, it resonates with Psalm 18.3, which says, I'll call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised. I'm saved from my enemies. Or Psalm 116, verse 10, which says, God saved them out of the hand of those who hated them, redeemed them from their enemies. Or Micah 7.20, which says, God will show faithfulness to Jacob, steadfast love to Abraham, as you sworn to our fathers from the days of old. And when Zechariah sings of his son John, it's really a refrain of Malachi 3.1 and Isaiah 61 and 2. Behold, I will send my messenger. He'll prepare the way before me. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Thick darkness shall cover the earth, but the Lord will rise upon you. Friends, this is another lesson for the weary, for those whose playlists are loud and full and bursting with good things to listen to. Advent, it's a time to trim our playlists to those things that truly matter, those things that make for lasting joy and peace. Advent's given to us to remember the promises of Scripture and the faithfulness of our God. Only then, only then can we sing with joy about the birth of a Savior. Only then are we ready to sing God's song into this broken world. So I challenge you, as I challenge myself, check your Advent playlist. What's on the schedule? What are you pondering? What are you reading? What are you listening to? 
I mean, I have nothing against rocking around the Christmas tree when it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. But Zachariah's playlist sounded more like this. This is he who sears in old time, chanted of the one accord, whom the voices of the prophets promised in their faith. Now he shines the long expected. Let creation praise the Lord evermore and evermore. Amen. It's okay to clap in the middle of an Advent playlist. And one more thing, one more thing. After nine long months of not being able to speak, when the moment came that Zechariah could sing a song for the weary world, what did he sing? Who did he sing about? I mean, he could have sung about the joy of becoming a father. He could have sung na 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 to those who made fun of he and Elizabeth for not being able to have children. He could have sung of the oppression of the Roman Empire and his righteous anger over their inhumanity. He could have sung a song bragging about his offspring. Plenty of reasons to do so. But when Zachariah's mouth was opened, when his tongue was loosed, he had only one thing to sing about, only one thing that mattered, and that was the mercy of God. That was his song, the mercy of God to God's people in the past, the mercy of God that remembers and keeps promises, the mercy of God that sends messengers of hope and righteousness like John and mercy of God in the coming days when the light of love will dawn on everyone who sits in darkness. In the end, God's mercy is the only song to sing to a weary world or a weary heart or a weary soul. Friends, there are 15 days left in Advent. Fifteen days, fifteen days to listen to those around you, to listen to this broken world, to listen to God. Fifteen days to remind ourselves and remind one another of the promises of God. And fifteen days to sing a song of God's mercy a song that God has been singing over creation since the beginning of time, a song of love so amazing and light so bright that darkness and violence and despair will not and cannot win. This is how the weary world rejoices, singing a song that speaks of the mercy of God God that is coming into our world, that turns the world upside down, 
and brings a day that is all light and all mercy. Come, Lord Jesus. May it be so. May it be soon.